Baby wanna ship Sign up for this package Cause baby it is only beneficial Oh baby beneficial Yeah they really beneficial What you get is what you see So fucking with me is only beneficial Oh baby beneficial yeah, Hello really everybody, it is your favorite host here, Tino what Killed It, with what another episode so of What the Fuck Am I Doing With My Life. Um, so this episode is actually gonna be the season ender, or whatever fucking they call those things. Um, because I, you know, so funny enough, since I've been doing this, I've been doing like 10 episodes a piece, I think, per like season. And uh, I realized after the last one, I think the last one was like episode 11 or some shit, so this one's like episode 12. And, um, I was like, oh fuck. I was like, I went over that 10 mark, but, um, that's just because, uh, I did have something that I I think last week I was talking about it, something I was initially going to post, um, like an episode. And, um, instead of doing that episode, I actually opted to, uh, use that episode to talk about my father. And, um, you know, it was really funny because it's not really funny, but, uh, after recording that episode, right, I didn't even realize that, like, the coming up, you know, week was going to be Father's Day, and so, um, that was just a really cool thing, you know, because, uh, there wasn't, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, I'll say this, I, this is the first year that, like, um, I've been, like, out of state for Father's Day, you know what I mean, so, I've usually had a way to be able to like see my dad pretty much every year. And even the same thing with my mom, like this past year for like mother's day and stuff. And, um, it's, it's really difficult, you know, when I, when I can't go back home to see my family for, you know, really important things, like things that are important to me, you know, and important to them as well too. And so this is like one of those things, but luckily my dad was doing something, um, you know, him and my, my stepmom went like, um, I think they went to a casino or something like that, but you know, they had a great time and I was really happy for them. Um, and so like I, I did something special for them that I'm still going to talk with them after about it. I actually haven't done it even to this point, but I'll probably do it afterwards. Um, but you know, it really got me thinking about this week's episode and how I want to kind of end out this season. And I, and I think it's because I've, I've kind of like, you know, I've gone through a lot this season. (laughs) I really have like, um, the season started really, really just out the gate, kind of like, uh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And it ended really positively. Um, but not without a lot of, you know, deep rooted shit that I've really had to get through. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, I talked last week about like an incident that went with like my dad and things like that. And, um, you know, I also talked about like, uh, like a, like a, like a dealing with friends, like friends through that matter that I no longer talked with after the fact. And, um, you know, I don't want to, I think I had to say that I've always had a great idea of support, you know, as a, as a young kid. Um, and so like, I know as I talk about like, uh, like friends who didn't necessarily like, um, who didn't necessarily, I I guess, understand me. Right. I I have plenty of people in my life that do. Right. Even at that time. And, um, you know, they, they say it takes a village to, to raise a kid. And, uh, I am no exception to that rule, like whatsoever, (laughs) because, um, I was a, I was a crazy kid, you know? Um, 
and I wasn't like a bad kid at all. You know, I wasn't like out there doing hella shit, nothing like that. I'm, I'm just a very outgoing person. You know what I mean? I, I get along well with people. And, um, so I like, as a kid, I, I know that my parents couldn't necessarily understand me fully, <laughs> you know? And so I think I've kind of learned, like I said, I, I was lucky, um, because, and I know it's going to say, right. It's going to be weird to say this right after this, but, um, I grew up in a divorced household, right? My, my parents have been divorced pretty much my whole entire life since I was like two years old. I don't even remember them together. Um, and so there was a, there was a brief stint in my life where my mom wasn't a part of it and very, very brief, right? Just a few years. And, um, when she returned back into my life, right, she was in a, in a way better condition and, um, ultimately, you know, was, was very present in my life and in my brother's life and through our upbringing and stuff and always did her, her part, you know, wanted to see us pretty much every weekend that she could. And, um, you know, during that time when that happened with, uh, my dad, right. My mom was like her, like, I think about this a lot, right? So my parents divorced when I was two, my dad met my stepmom when I was five, like almost six. Um, and you know, was with her ever since my mom, um, you know, after they split, she came back into my life when I was like six. Um, and you know, dated and didn't meet my stepdad until I was about like 12, I think. And, uh, ultimately that's who she's still with now. But, you know, growing up and having all those influences around me were huge, you know? Um, so I guess kind of cycling back a little bit now, you know, my mom during that time when, when my dad was in the hospital was amazing, right? Because my stepmom had to be at the hospital with my dad. So, you know, he couldn't like, so obviously like the household that I was living in was pretty, was empty. And so, you know, my mom, because at the time I lived in Stockton, she also lived in Stockton. Um, I, I got to go over there, you know, quite a bit. And, uh, and, and so just being able to be around like my family, you know, like my immediate family, my nephews, my nieces, and I have, and I have quite a bit of cousins who I'm always around, you know, um, they played such a huge pivotal role in my upbringing and just who I am as a person to the point that like, I've even realized, you know, like as I look through like my analytics lately and stuff and seeing myself on social media, my posts and my interactions, a lot of it is family, you know? And so, um, I'm, I'm very lucky to have that, right? Because I, I know that there's so many people out there who feel like they're in this world alone. And, you know, I, I think I've learned that you're never truly alone. You never really are. You know what I mean? I, I promise you there's always somebody who cares about you out there. It's just being able to identify who really does. You know what I mean? Not who you think should, you know? Um, because even with family, right? Like that shit can get messy. I, I've seen it get messy. You know, not, not all family is good family. And unfortunately, you don't get to pick your family, right? These are people who by blood are now related to you and you are considered as such. And the thing is, my family's fucking huge, you know what I mean? I got hundreds of cousins, and, like, and when I say hundreds, I literally mean hundreds. I'm not over-exaggerating that. And, uh, 
and you know what I mean? Like, even my nephews and nieces, I, I have 24 in total. Like, I'm a great uncle. You know what I mean? Like, I have nephews and nieces that have nephews and nieces, you know? <laughs> like, or they have kids, so they're, like, my great nephews and nieces. Um, and, like, I I just know that there's just, like, this really... Like I said, growing up, I just always had this really good sense of just what a good support system is. You know what I mean? It stems from my family alone, my, my, my parents, I should say. Right. Cause my mom, um, you know, like again, she dated men and honestly really took like the opinions of, I, I don't even know if she really took the opinion of my brother to be honest, but I know she really took what I said a lot, you know what I mean? As a kid, because ultimately all I ever wanted from my mom was to be happy. And so even from a young age, I, I think I always had a really good perception of what made my mom happy because my recollection of her was always happy, you know what I mean? And uh, not really seeing her in a state where uh, she wasn't, you know, anything but that. And so um, when she met my stepdad and I just saw how happy he made her, it was a new level of happiness I had never seen, right? Like my mom was, from what I knew, to be a happy person. But when she was with, when she's with my stepdad, it was a level unlocked that I never seen. Even for the things that she couldn't stand about him. You know what I mean? Like my stepdad is like a highly jealous person. And so like, it was like, um, you know what I mean? My, my mom, she's beautiful, you know? And so like there, there's men who will, you know, look at her and check her out and stuff like that. And my, and so like, I've seen it before where my stepdad be like, be like, Hey, I'm about to go check this motherfucker and do it. Right. Like I've literally seen my stepdad, like check a motherfucker who was like checking out my mom and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, like talk that shit, Anthony. <laughs> like, and it, it's funny because I think after the first time I seen him do that was when I think I started calling him locals. Like I've always called them locals, like as like ever since I was a kid. And uh, you know what I mean? It just means crazy in Spanish, right? So uh, yeah, like that's just who he is. And um, me and Anthony have always had really great talks as well too. You know, as as a kid and uh, like when I was in my teenage stages and, and things. And because he he understood his role, you know, in my life, right? He understood that I had my dad. And that my dad is my dad. He could never be my dad. And he would never try to take my dad's place. But what he always wanted to offer was just another um, another perception. You know what I mean? Just a, just a different side of things. You know? Because he experienced life very differently than, like, my dad's upbringing. You know what I mean? He experienced life uh, kind of more similar to my mom's, I guess, a little bit. But, like... Even then, you know what I mean? He went through a lot of shit. And so, like, a lot of shit that I don't know if he really ever got a chance to, like, discuss with a lot of people. So, you know what I mean? It was one of those things where when me and him would have really good conversations, I listened. You know what I mean? I listened really well because I always knew there was something to take out of it. Even if I never got myself in these exact scenarios or these exact situations, I knew that there was something from it that I could learn. And so all of his stories had a really big influence in my upbringing, you know, so um, my mom did really good <laughs> in uh, picking somebody. And I know that, you know, I had a bit of a say in that, to be honest, um, and she, she would even say it, you know what I mean? Um, but it, it doesn't matter. I, I just, like I said, once I saw that level of happiness for my mom, it was just, why would you, why would you want to look for something else, you know? Like, sure, maybe you could find something that duplicates that, but if it's there, you know, it just might be worth fighting for. And um, they've been together ever since. So, 
Um, that's a great thing, you know, and and I love it um, because, like I said, even the way that they co-parent with, you know, like the other side, right? My my dad, my dad and my stepmom, um, <laughs> my my dad and my mom don't really like. It's so funny. Like growing up, I only know them to just like like roast the shit out of each other. <laughs> and it's funny because my dad's not even that type of person. Like anybody who knows my dad would not like think my dad to be somebody who could roast somebody. But my dad's witty as fuck, bro. So like when like he wants to go bad on somebody, like he can do it in a very blunt, just straight way. And it, it'll hit every time when he does it. It's it's not often, but when he does it, it hits. And uh so like with my mom, it was the only time he just foot was on the gas. Like my dad had no chill when it came to my mom. And it used to crack me the fuck up. But my mom ain't no slouch either. You know what I mean? So that's why he could do that was because my mom has thick skin. You know what I mean? She's confident in the person that she is. And realistically, like if my mom wanted to whoop my dad's ass, she probably could. You know what I mean? My mom ain't, like I said, my mom built different, bro. Like she a badass. So like, uh, and so like, you know, like, even though their communications would be like them, you know, constantly going back and forth and bickering with each other about some dumb shit. At the same time, they always did what was best for me and my brother, you know? And, um, my stepmom, when she came into my life, you know, really young, she, she came in at a really difficult time because me, I was like five, six years old, very impressionable, right? Like just my mom at this point still wasn't back in my life yet. So, there was so many things that she really had to adapt to. You know what I mean? My, my, my dad being in the situations that he was in financially, emotionally, like everything. And then um, the two kids, right? You have me who's, you know, just a child. And then you have my brother who's in his preteens at this point. I think he's like 12, 13. So he's already going through his phase of, you know, like rebellion and shit like that. So having to deal with that. And then, you know, my mom coming back in my life as well, too. It automatically offers that different complex. But, you know, again, my stepmom understood her position, right? Like she never tried to be my mom, you know, and uh, to this day, I, you know, I, I still call her by her name. But she knows that she's always been a mother figure in my life. And my and my mom knows that, you know, that's the that's the thing that they both knew. Right. Was that it took both of them to handle me and because my relationship with both of them is different. My relationship with Roxy is not the same as it is with my mom. You know what I mean? And um, and nor nor could it ever be. But I wouldn't want it to be. I love the relationship that I have with both of them separately. You know what I mean? I have two. I like in a, in a way I have two moms. You know what I mean? Like um, and And that's a, that's a very fortunate thing, you know, because like, um, like Anthony, like Logos, you know, he he came into my life like at a later time. So, um, he definitely was a, a grow, a a grown up figure in my life, you know, somebody who I really took advice from when it came to, you know, me kind of growing up and, and trying to figure out the type of man that I want to be, you know what I mean? Because, um, that was definitely something that was kind of instilled was that I could be the man that I want to be and that I should always want to be the best version of that man. You know what I mean? And, um, my, my dad wasn't, you know, too far from that either. It was just, you know, my, my dad wasn't much of a talk person, you know, as, as, as good, as good with my word, as good with words as my dad is, um, when it came to, you know, (laughs) when it came to having talks with me, it was hard. 
because I'm also good with words. And so, you know, like even when I would get through like my teenage phases, I was, you know, very quick to, you know, I was stubborn. And so like, you know, just retaliate, you know, like, like respond back and just say some smart ass shit, you know? And my dad just didn't know how to really handle that, you know? And that, that was, that was tough, you know? And and to be honest, I'm not saying like my stepdad did, but like I said, my stepdad just had a way of never overstepping something, right? Like it would be like a, all right, Martina, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. And would just like say something that like, that whether it was a story or just kind of like a, you know, I once heard, you know, something like that. It like, it opens up like that. Whatever he says from that point is something that's going to make me think differently about what I'm doing. And, um, that, that was stuff that I needed. Because at that time, I didn't know how to um, take input from people. You know, I didn't know how to constantly learn to listen in order to grow, you know. And so I had uh, I had quite a few people like that. And so the reason why I say grown up figure um, as far as like, you know, like my stepdad, Anthony, because I would put him in the same category as like my cousin Santino. Um and so I know you hear all these Tinos, right? So there, there's, there's quite a few of them actually in my family. So there's like a, like a, because I, I think there's two Santinos from what I know. And I, I can go on. Yeah. And my, my sister's named Tina, but anyways, it's, it's, it's a whole mixture of things, but, um, no, my cousin Santino was another person who was definitely considered a grown up figure in my life. Um, he, you know, is quite a deal older than me. Um, but I grew up with him, you know, like him and my brother have always had a really good relationship and it wasn't really any different to when I started getting older because he saw that I had a thing for music. He saw that I loved music and he wanted me to explore that and get better at that by any means necessary. We used to be like, like he used to take me to high school in the mornings. Right. And, uh, he would, he would constantly play some because, you know, it was really funny. I remember, I, I think I remember exactly how this started was we were, we were uh, talking one day on the way and, you know, talking about like hip hop and like what we listen to and stuff. And I told him, you know, cause at the time freestyling was kind of my thing. I love to freestyle on the spot and, you know, just rap off the top of my head. And so I told him, I was like, you know, people act like rapping on these babies is so hard. It's like, I could freestyle over this shit all day. And he was like, all right, do it then, you know, put a beat on. Right. And I forgot what, what song it was that was playing, you know, cause back then you would have to like, we had like a book of CDs and, you know, you just had to throw that bitch in there. You know what I mean? We didn't have aux cords just quite yet. You know what I mean? So like, he was like finding like these bass CDs that he had and he would just throw it in there and then he would play like some Federation or, he, you know what I mean? We play some pack or, you know, we play some shit like that and I would freestyle and he would freestyle. You know what I mean? He never considered himself the best rapper, but he, he saw what I was doing and was like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. And he found a way to promote it by putting himself out there too. It made me more comfortable. Right. And I took the, those experiences, you know, freestyling in the car and started doing them in high school. I would, I don't know if I would have ever started just freestyling in high school if I hadn't done that because again, it gave me the, it gave me the courage to, right? Like he made me feel like it doesn't matter what you say, what you go up there and do, like go up there and have fun. You know what I mean? Like it was always fun rapping in that car. So like when I would get to school, like all I would want to do is rap, you know what I mean? So I would, and it, it really helped shape me. So it's like, there's a lot of people that fit into that category that it's like, I got to, you know, 
I feel like I, I constantly pay homage to because it's like, it, it really does take a village, man. Like your parents can't do it all, you know? And, and I think I've, I've learned, especially over the past couple of years is that your parents are always going to do the best that they can to love you, but do not be mad at them for not being able to love you the way you need them to, you know, it, it's impossible. It's impossible for one person, let alone your parents, but one person in general to fulfill all your needs and let alone two people. Like, two people can't do it either, you know? They can get close, maybe, if they can fully understand, but, you know, your parents are human beings, too, and they, and they go through levels of growth, right? Because you, you start to see this as you get older. <laughs> I hate saying that now because I'm really not that old, but honestly, at 30 years old, I just I just feel like I'm, I'm understanding life just a, just a little bit different than I used to. And it's just that understanding that it's like, even at this age, I'm, I'm still learning. There's so much I don't know. You know what I mean? And so then I think back, I'm like, you know, my, my dad had me at like, my parents were older, right? So it's like, my mom was, I think like 36 at the time. And my dad was like 40, 42, whatever. And so like already at that point in your life, right? You still have this accident. I was an accident. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm, you know what I mean? My parents kept me, they raised me. So I have no issue saying that, but I, I know my mom hates it when I say that, but I was, I was an accident. They didn't plan for me. And it really like switched their whole life upside down. There was a whole thing that went with it. You know, I was supposed to be a twin and one of them, you know, died in the process of birth. And so I was the one that came out. You know, the, the PTSD that my mom was, was going through, I, man, the postpartum, I couldn't even imagine, you know what I mean? And so it, it, it led to some, uh, you know what I mean? Like it led to some addiction habits that basically, you know, made it to where she couldn't be in my life for a few years and had to get herself better. And my dad during that time took me and my brother, you know, like didn't like try to take her to court to fight for custody or anything like that. He took me and my brother by himself by himself and was just like, all right, I'm going to, you know, raise these boys by myself. You know, luckily he met Roxy along the way and man, she fucking saved our ass, you know? And I told her that from the moment I met her. So, you know, there was that. And then it's like, then my mom returns back into my life, right? Starts filling in, you know, where, where she needed to and helping wherever she could and offering all the support that she could. And then it's like, then, you know, come in six years later, seven years later, then, you know, my stepdad enters. And, you know, as I get into my high school years, you know, my cousin Santino was a huge part of that. And, you know, I, and it's like, and I've always had a great relationship with like other cousins of mine. And again, my nephews and nieces. And so I think having a, a, a strong support system through throughout my family made me also expect it from my friends, right? Like, why would I go and make friends who can't love me the same way that my family does, right? Like, it would be kind of pointless, would it not? Because it's like, you're like, if nobody's going to have your back like your family, then it's like, then why, why even get friends if they can't suffice that, you know? Like, it's like, just stick with your family all the time. But, you know, they all have their own lives too. So, you know, my friend group, has, has become that. And I, and I've noticed that. So it's like, I think as I look at my friend group now and who I have in my life and, and things like that, I see now where that came from. Right. I understood from a very like young age that, you know, you could take a lot from everybody 
in your life. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what they're going through. Because even at like my cousin Santino, right? Like the way he would tell it, I think he would be, you know, and I, I've told him before. So I know that it, it, it like it, it's crazy to him when he thinks about like how much like I, I tell him that he influenced me, you know, like he, the way he would tell it, you know, he's like, I fucked up a lot in this life. And it's like, that's why I took so much from you, you know, because it takes mistakes to learn. And I I think I'm just a firm believer that it's like, you don't necessarily have to be the person to make the mistakes in order to learn. I can learn from other people's mistakes and not make those mistakes myself. You know, I've always been open to that. So I'm constantly listening. I'm constantly learning and, you know, trying to take in whatever I can from people because, Ultimately, that's the only way you'll ever be the best version of yourself is if you just accumulate the knowledge it takes to be the the person that you're trying to be, right? You have to accumulate, you have to like literally gain knowledge to get to that point. And um, you can't blame, you know, your parents for not being able to get you there. Like you have to do it, you know, and like I said, there, there's a lot of things that like my parents taught me and it's like, and throughout like the accident with my dad, like my, my dad really, um, like I said, he, he, he proved everybody wrong. You know, doctors, these are, these are medical professionals who went and got degrees, spent, you know, a good portion of their life in studying this shit, telling my dad that, you know, he may not walk ever again. And it's like, and my dad was back at work you know, six months later, walking under his own spell. Now, granted, it did a lot of things, you know, damage-wise in the long run, but my dad proved that it's like, I can do something when I say I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Maybe he didn't have to go to work so quickly, but it was his willingness to just want to get there that got him there, right? Whether it was pre, you know, premature or not, it was, I'm going to get back to this, and he did. You know, so that's that's something that like I, I think about constantly too, like especially as I'm doing all this, you know what I mean? Like I'm it this is like what I'm doing is such a big hurdle. It's such a big hurdle and, and I know that everybody knows that. You know, like the shit that I gotta go through to make all of this shit possible, it's it's crazy. It's it's insane and, and you know, so many people would give up. Um but that's, that's why I'm doing it because there's just nothing I want more than this, you know? And when you have those standards set from people to just chase after that and accept nothing less than that, how could I not, how could I not be the best version of myself out here? You know? Um, yeah, you know, usually I have like a timer thing that I keep by me so I can kind of (laughs) see what we're doing, but it's actually in beats. So I really don't have any perception of the time. So I hope it has been long enough, but I feel like I've kind of said my piece on this matter. Um, you know, I, I hope that this helps somebody out there because that's why I felt like this episode was important because, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people grow up having this like animosity towards maybe their parents or maybe towards, you know, whoever it was raising them. Um, because, you know, they couldn't love them a certain way that they needed. And, uh, I just think the best way to really take all that in is just to put yourself in their shoes for a minute. You know, how would you handle yourself 
you know, like, um, and a lot of people, they usually have to have kids to figure this out, right? Like you'll have kids and you start kind of raising them and, and you're just like, oh my God, was I this much of a shit when I was there <laughs> this age? And then you're, it's kind of like, yeah, I was. And it's like, oh fuck. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've gotten a lot of like great exposure to that too. You know what I mean? I, I really have to thank my, my homegirl rack, you know, like, like I watched, you know, and, and been a part of like seeing her raise, uh, her, her twin daughters. And, um, you know, I, I've seen the, the complications and things that it comes with co-parenting and stuff. And, you know, like, um, you really just and, and I see that even as like you as a person when you're trying to grow and, and, and become the best version of yourself you're going to make a lot of mistakes in everything you do um, and especially parenting you know because there's no actual right way to do it you know and so personally what I just feel like is the best thing you can do is just try to do what's best for your child and my family has always done that, right? My my dad, my mom, my my stepdad, my stepmom, my cousins, you know what I mean? My nephews and nieces, all they've ever wanted was the best for me. And everything that they've ever given to my life has proven that, you know? So, um, and it's like even the group of friends that I have, right? Like the same thing. They want nothing more than to see me succeed. And granted, I've put out that energy too, you know? So it's like, it's, it's, it's a reciprocated thing, but like, man, I, I, I think I just forget how much is, I, I just didn't want that last episode to make it feel like I don't have a support system because I very much do. It's just that incident that happened allowed me to fully identify who I needed in my life and who I didn't from such a young age and keeping that standard, you know, like there, there might've been some friendships that maybe I didn't fully serve all the way through. But I also think as I'm starting to learn more about just, you know, life in general, you know, people will come and go into our lives and phases and, you know, you'll, you'll be close with somebody for a certain duration of time and maybe things won't be as close with that person person over a certain amount of time and you know there are some people who you will keep that close of contact with but it's not everybody right so um that's why it's like my friend group is it as as close as it is it's such a mixture of people that i've known for different amounts of time like when um like when we do like our 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 like group activities together our, our pack activities as we call them um you know everybody when we're all in there everybody's friends with everybody right but the duration in which everybody has known everybody is all different times, right? Like I've known Mitch the longest out of everybody in there and, you know, stuff like that. And, but I've only really known like, uh, Keith and his wife, Jen for, you know, like the past like few years, you know, really. And, uh, you know, just things like that. But it's like, but, but then it's like, but you know, Mitch is cool with Keith and I'm cool with Keith. You know what I mean? And it's like his wife, Jen was like kind of introduced to our group and, you know, became a part meshed in same thing with like, you know, I've known Ron for so long, but like his fiance, Kate, like just kind of came like into the group, obviously like over the past like, year and a half or whatever. It is like, 
You know what I mean? And, and it's like, and it's to the point now where, like, if, like, Rack wants to go out to, like, meet up with Ron, she'll be like, yeah, is Kate there? And, like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, he becomes secondary to her now. So, um, you know, I, I love that. I, I love seeing the, the camaraderie that, you know, I've I've built in my life all the way around, you know? just And, it, and I know it came from my upbringing because it took so many people to raise me. You know, it like it couldn't just be my parents. You know, I love my parents to death and I love everything that they've ever done for me. I'm beyond appreciative for every opportunity, every gift, every memory that they've instilled in me. I'm I'm beyond thankful for all of it, you know, but I'll never look at my parents and say they didn't love me to their fullest potential because they did. You know what I mean? Did they did they love me properly? Well, no, but who can, you know, like not one person can like everybody found a place in which they they found a way to help me become who I am and I and I know that a, a big part of it is due to me being open to to learning and growing right and evolving constantly I'm still like that to this day if I'm in a room full of people like I want to be in the smartest room full of people for what I'm doing you know what I mean I never want to be the smartest person in the room they say if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room and I I'm, I'm a firm believer of that you know, so I'm constantly trying to get myself into the rooms where I'm not the smartest person. Like, I want to be in those rooms where, like, and I don't want to be in the rooms where motherfuckers are calling me dumb. I want I want to be in rooms where motherfuckers are proving me where I'm wrong. Because that's where you learn, right? Somebody just telling you, like, oh, like, you know, you, you don't, uh, like, you're not going to make it. That does nothing for me. That's, that is in no way constructive at any point. But if you start telling me like, oh, well, you know, okay, oh, you, you got this radio station here. Okay, well, what's your numbers tracking like? And you start actually hearing my input, start hearing everything like that. And you go, okay, well, realistically, based upon what you have there, the rate in which you're growing, I can't see it possibly reaching this unless you were to offer something like this. It'd be like, damn, I never thought about that. You know, like just putting it out there now. And that's something I can learn from. But, you know what I mean? Don't listen to the people who just tell you you can't do something. No, you can do whatever the fuck you want. There just needs to be some sort of logic to how you do it. And so, like I said, I always want to be in the room with the people who can help me achieve the blueprint. Um, but, yeah. Like I said, that how that's full circle, I, I can't really tell you. I just know that when you when you have a support system like I have, you don't feel like anybody can just brush you off. You know, it, it feels like a safety net, right? Like a lot of people are, are scared to take risks and take leaps, right? Because of the fall. People are scared to fall. People are scared to get hurt. Um, me, I... Like I said, with the support system I have, with the with the people in place in my life, it's such a safety net that I feel like I can risk it all. Because if I if I fall, they're there to catch me. You know what I mean? And like it's like it's like uh, like acro like acrobats, right? Like people get on these high ropes and they achieve these really amazing like feats in the air, right? And you're just like, how the fuck? And but they can do it with the comfort of knowing that there's something underneath them to catch them in case something goes wrong. You know what I mean? That's that's what these people do in my life. And that's why, like, 
when I talk like that, when I'm like, you know, I want to be doing this and I want to, you know, be in the biggest room and doing like it, it sounds crazy, right? To some people, but it doesn't sound crazy to my people. And because it doesn't sound crazy to my people, I'm going to keep doing it. Right. Cause my people know me better than anybody. So if they can tell me, Hey, yo, Tino, like, you know, I know you're trying to do this, but you know, they're going to tell me what's wrong. Right. They're not going to tell me I'm wrong. They're going to tell me what's wrong. And when you get that, you know what I mean? And you can always take input. Yeah, you'll, you'll never stop growing. Alrighty, you guys. So I'm going to be ending this episode out with a classic. Um, this song right here was one that I don't even remember if I put on a mixtape, but uh, this was a um, cover, I guess, of Common's uh, song called Celebrate. Celebrate the holidays. Namaste is my mind state, so there is where it ought to stay. Pop the champagne, drink it out the bottle, live the day like it's the last, and every day that follows. Huh. Each day is a wonderful thing. I was blessed and praised with the mother who brings more love than I could have imagined. And when she cracks up, you can't stop laughing. Hey, yeah, I know, I don't praise you enough. Hey, mama, I know raising me was tough. Through the games and the stage, you were staying up front. So you think I don't love you, then you crazy. As well, <laughs> we already know that. That market selling jersey, yeah, I give you that throwback. You made it through the dark times, you ain't gonna go back. So chill and relax and let go of those lies. I party for my family, we living it right. I got more whole lot to shine, cause I'm living in life. Yeah, I'm sparring with my problem, but I'm driven to fight. But whatever the issue, I forget for the night and just celebrate. At the West Valley Mall, baby. You're making left turns out here, baby. You having a, are you having a fun time? But I got some nephews and nieces That made me say, wow, man, I'm blessed by Jesus We always making memories whenever I see them But y'all would know what I mean if you ever do meet them There is no reason, no time or season To just spaz out and say how much I need them The little ones, I hope I'm someone you looking up to The older ones, know that no one is put above you I love you, we are closer than close Cause y'all are the people I open up to the most And the saying goes, blood is thicker than water Even if it's just a drop and the picture is larger And a particular cousin, I won't mention a name He helped me through the fire when it was rigged with flames Rap game couldn't win cause the kid was lame Then you helped me kick the feet like kid and play You gon' hate that line so don't notice the bars Whatever you rank at, you always lower the bar People gon' say some stuff, man, they know who you are But they always bring us up in truth like no bizarre So just celebrate this is Tino Kilgore signing off from another episode of What the Fuck Am I Doing With My Life?